0: government coins let's break it down so you understand shakia and chris need to help you come up with a proper plan while walking through strategies in this valley of wealth take notes sit back and invest in yourself cause information that you're missing it could cost we'll be adding up let them walk you through it it's about time you start catching up learn to understand then apply let's get it going thanks for tuning in to the government coins it's time to learn, yo. Welcome everyone to the Government Coins podcast. This is episode 12, and this is also our final episode of this season. Uh, we need a little breaky break between <laughs> Christmas and New Year, New Years, and getting settled in for the New Year, and then we'll hop back into season two. We'll also have uh, some more information about that. But in the meantime, my name is Shakia Kegler. I am one of the hosts of Government Coins. I'm also the founder of Govlier. And I am so excited to have our our second guest, our guest here today. But let's go ahead and let my co-host hop in there and do her thing.
1: Hi, everyone. So I am Christy Julian or Christy Gantheer, depending on who you talk to. Um, I am the founder of Christy G Consulting, um, which is a human capital firm based on data analytics and its impact on agency performance. Also, I am the founder of the Black Bunker, which is a strategy hub designed to help minority-owned, Black-owned businesses understand the nuances of government contracting.
0: And our guest today is Ms. Ebony Smith. Uh, I'm actually going to let her do an introduction, but I will tell you she has been someone that I was able to connect with at like a networking event down in Miami, and. I would always run into people and say, you need to speak to Ebony, you need to talk to Ebony. And it was so crazy, I was like, I already know Ebony. Like y'all don't have to tell me to talk, I know Ebony. We cool, we, <laughs> hello. But I'm so excited to have her on board to speak about her experience in government contracting. Tell us about her business as well. Ebony, would you mind telling the people about yourself?
2: Sure, um, I'm a corporate refugee. I um, left the system uh six years ago i had a really long non-compete and i'll tell you when i left the system the corporate system that they train us all for in public education um i had no idea what i was going to do but i knew that i had a one-year non-compete so i couldn't go back to another corporation so i was at home and i was like i'm gonna use this time to really work on me do a pivot mindset shift not gonna travel, not gonna do that. I will say yes to every birthday party, but mitzvah, um, sweet 16, quinceanera. Um, my baby got a participation ribbon at a swim meet. We having a barbecue. Y- y'all playing Spades? Oh, can I show up with Spades? <laughs> Where's the potato salad coming from?
0: Hey, always.
2: <laughs> yes. And who made the potato salad? Um, right? So I was just accepted any and all invitations to, to hang out with friends and reconnect with family during that time that I was off. But I also went to coaching school because I realized it was cheaper for me to become a coach than for me to work with a coach for a whole year. And part of the training and coaching school is to transform yourself while you're learning how to transform others. During that time, I got my own, I got it my first client. It was a friend's sister who, I guess she was catching up with her sister and she was like, Ebony's in coaching school during her year off. And she was like, oh, okay, let me call her. Hey, I need um, help transitioning. I was like, ma'am, I've been in a month. She goes, it's a month more than me, a month more than me. I I don't need you to take me all the way I just need you to get me out of right now she got a, a job two weeks later and I was like you know what then I got another client and then another client and I was like looking at the last 90 days of my garden leave and I realized that if it was either now or never I went to an entrepreneur conference that's Pretty significant in Silicon Valley. Uh, and it was all like founders of people that you know. Um, you know, Oop, the founder of Uber was there. Like people, everybody's in workout clothes the entire time. there's was a couple thousand of us. And you're just sitting around going to conferences, hearing people's stories, asking questions, a lot of like thought-provoking time, having great dinners, and then you know, listening to Jermaine Dupree DJ. From there, I was like, you know what? They're not that much smarter than me. As Michelle Obama later said in her book, uh, I sat at a lot of tables and what I realized is a lot of these people are not smarter than me. At I all. need to, no. But what they do believe in is taking a chance on themselves. And if there was ever a time, then that that was gonna be my time. And trust, I didn't know, running parts of a, lo- of a Fortune 100 company and being on the revenue generation side is much different than figuring out how you're gonna pay your life bill yourself. And so it is no small feat. It is really about saying I'm a risk taker and I'm gonna bet on me. In the same way many of us have bet on ourselves saying we're gonna take on these student loans because we know we need a college degree and maybe you're the first person in your family to go to college. I was, luckily I was not. Um, I come from a family with multiple generations of better college degree, but it's in that same vein. Doesn't mean they had money to pay for me to go to college. They, they were just like, you do need to go, though, ma'am. Sign away your name and all your rights. And so I did it. And so just in that same vein, that was the vein that six years ago, I decided that I was going to take a chance on me. And so my company is six years old. We um, have been growing year over year. I did not know about government contracting when I started, honestly. And I, But what I will tell you is I had a... I always know, I think of life in many ways. And so you can think of, I think of it in the terms of rice. I'm from South Carolina, Carolina Gold is really why they brought us all here as enslaved people. Cause they needed people that, that knew how to grow rice. Chrisley, I'm sorry, you, you like did like this. I'm like, did I go too far? It's okay.
1: No, you're good, you're right. You're, you're on cue, you're good.
2: <laughs> um, and so they brought us here to help them grow rice. Carolina Gold, watch High on a Hog. Y'all, we need to connect some dots. And so I do this rice analogy. Everything that I know that I know is one serving of rice you get at like a Chinese food restaurant or rice and beans here at the local Latin cafe. Everything that you know you don't know is the pot that that scoop of rice came from. All the things you don't know that you don't know is every rice patty in the world from West Africa to South Carolina to Asia. And I'm in constant pursuit of discovering my next rice patty and so it's in that vein because i'm a seeker of ancient knowledge but also current knowledge and figuring out how can i use divergent thinking and lateral thinking to figure out a better plan for myself that i went to conferences once i was invited literally i I went to a fair um i was a friend asked me if i would do some work at a state agency and i was like yeah sure set me up as a vendor because i was on that vendor list they had a vendor outreach event because I, w- I went to the vendor outreach event by myself. Best place to go places is by yourself because you're going to is it will force you to talk to people and you don't have other people's doubts holding you back from making connections and conversations. And there was a woman on stage that's here in Miami and she when she said, I literally got my U.S. citizenship so I could become a a and grow my company to its current size. Right. She's a construction company company was at, is at 55 million a year and she says she got her citizenship i was like what damn i was born a citizen let me dig into this
0: what i'm doing
2: <laughs> yeah exactly right and so what am i doing i was born a citizen you ain't got your citizenship for this okay ma'am let me get my act together and so then i, th- I started digging in it is from there and that dig in i started figuring out how to get you know going to meetings, getting started, and really trying to put myself in places where I can at least have conversations with people um, or hear them speak so that I could learn more.
0: And that's kind of where I am. Wow, like that is definitely a journey. I didn't know you were, in the transition phase when you started your company, so that is that's definitely huge. And I think that what is it called the um, non-compete, like holding you off for a full year? Mm-hmm. That would have hurt a lot of people, especially you know being the. No, it was a good bad. thing. Second. yeah, that's a good thing. It's a
2: good thing. It was a good, it, thing. it was a
0: good thing. But I'm saying, like I was saying, like normally it would have it would have been a barrier. but yeah, It's not you, a
2: barrier. Mm-mm, it was a good thing. No, no. Good thing it's a good thing good.
1: i've always i've always had a non-compete period chris in hr she knows H- what that H- is the <laughs> hr side of me i'm like so during depending on your time with a company when you get when you have your non-compete clause in place sometimes some most times it comes with a severance package um and thus what i've seen people do with their severance package which always leads to a good thing. Actually, everyone that I know, they take that money and they invest it. So you can invest it into your business. Some people decide to purchase property with it. The last gentleman that I knew, he had a non-compete. He decided to go ahead and purchase a multi-unit building. And then he never had to work because he was like, wait, the revenue when I outweigh so a non-compete most times it is accommodated with a severance. So, yeah, it turns out to be a pretty good thing.
2: Yeah, let's not attach a story to it. If they <laughs> offer you a non-compete. Then you, you take start. it. You say yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Okay. We,
1: we are non-competable. We are non-competable. That's it. a good one. But I yes. say, when did you realize that the government needed leadership training? Right. You went to these events, but when did it click for you and you say, OK, the, This is the service that I provide. I I know how to give it to this government. (laughs) (laughs) Fpds.gov. It's just the bluntness of it all. And it's just hitting all the marks. Uh, For those that don't know. I'm a a greasy talking coach. I should say
2: (laughs) people don't hire me because they want me to make them feel good. People will hire me because I'm a greasy talking coach. Mm -hmm. I typically coach the majority men. And I tell the two straight, um, I'm not the one. I was like, you know why your company hired me? Um, no, because you an asshole and mm-hmm. all your feedback, but you an asshole they've invested too much money in, so they can't let you go. So we're here, I'm here for the transformation. So when I tell you something, this is not a guess. I actually got feedback written. I got receipts. <laughs> I said, your problem is other people have been sugarcoating your life for you. Mm. I'm not here to sugarcoat your life. here to help you transform your life so that you can go further with what you have because if you can't
1: build relationships
2: you can't be successful
1: ain't that no truth? that's that's but that's key right so you realize using fpds for those that don't know what fpds.gov is it is essentially a website where you it's, it's like the receipts website you pretty much can see what the government the federal government has been spending their money on with whom you get the details. I think I use FPDS every single day. I've called primes using FPDS to get their phone number and be like, "Hey, I see you got this contract." Like, so it is a great tool. But since you do face-to-face training, like how you talked about, how do you sh- How did you like pivot during COVID? I know I was always on Zoom.
2: Mm. Like we started as a probably seventy percent on Zoom. Mm. Right. And so yeah, it wasn't like a pivot. Like because things are happening over a transformational time period. And so people aren't gonna fly me out to be with them every time we need to meet. So we were already on Zoom before the rest of the world was on Zoom. And so um yeah. Things for us are generally a series, a journey. Transformation takes time. And so that's how I knew. And so had a lot of things set up. Of course. So for some of the government work, I started off for the federal government doing a sub for a friend, uh, an amazing SDVOSB. um, And he was like, hey, do you want some past performance? I was like, in the federal space, I was like, yes. He goes, join this contract with me. And literally he brought me in, he goes, just so you can have past performance. Like we're friends, you know? And he knew I needed some past performance. And so we did it together and we were going in person to meet with that team, but only because that team was a 100% remote team. So they only came in when we were training them. But before that, always on Zoom. It took a while for some people to be able to pivot onto Zoom, um, but most of the clients have pivoted and enjoyed it.
0: Wow, that's a really good point. The the power of partnerships. Sorry, you all these dogs just start acting crazy real quick. But the power of partnerships. Did you know them before you got started into government contracting?
2: No. Actually, we were paired by a company we were both paying. And they were like, oh, you two are both starting out in government contracting. Why don't you meet each other and work together? And literally, it was the government shutdown of 2019 that I met him. Like he was on furlough because he was a, federal, a full-time federal and then he went and he was leaving right afterwards. He left two months later to start his own company, right? And so he understood how it worked because he's ex-military and then also um, an ex, civil servant. And so we kind of went from there.
0: That's a good point. We talk a, a, a lot about networking and building relationships here literally on every single episode. So I, anytime I hear it, I like to highlight it like every single time. Um, and, you know, because there are so many different ways to do business with government agencies in terms of different contracting vehicles and things of that nature one that we specifically want to focus on today is idiqs mm-hmm. and just helping people understand what an idiq is uh for you know indefinite delivery indefinite quantity just for any uh reference in terms of name Mm-hmm. But if you could give us a little bit of background in terms of what is an IDIQ and like what has been the experience of trying to go after those type of contracts.
2: Okay, so for me, um, I've, I'm a couple years in. Uh, I am not on an, a, a federal IDIQ. I have a, a version of it in, in uh, on a local and st- state level. But what I would say to you is, I do have a couple IDIQs that I know are going to be released in 2024. They're gonna, 2024. Yes. And I've been attending the agency small business meetings, filling out the surveys, sending in my Kate briefings, like, and they're like, this is gonna be an all-small IDIQ. And just understanding what an HCAT looks like and why I would want. And so an HCAT is human capital, um, it's a human capital IDIQ. And so they're ha- they're gonna issue another HCAT all small. And so attending the meetings, ensuring that if they ask for people to fill out surveys or they want somebody on a panel, I'm here because they've been shaping this IDIQ since last fiscal year for the federal government. And so they they told us, like, we think sometime at the end of 2022, potentially 2023, we'll have an idea of what it's going to look like. We're going to have more industry meetings going into it so that you can all begin to prepare plain and simple. Like it, it does take the pre-work before the bid comes out. Looking at agency forecasts, um, one of the couple of my very first prime contract, I met with them at a matchmaker in March of 2019. And when were you awarded? It wasn't even available for another year and a half later, but I met them at a matchmaker in March of 2019. They invited me to their small business day This is an invite-only agency because they're non-FAR. And then um, from there, and I have an interesting story. I don't know, you guys can tell me if you want me to tell it. Let us hear it. (laughs) So I go to this industry day, it's a non-FAR agency. um, And so difference between FAR and non-FAR. FAR Far is Federal uh, Acquisition Regulations. And if they're funded by the taxpayer dollars, then they publish everything and stand back up. Non-FAR agencies do not. You have to treat them like a semi-commercial industry in the sense that you need to reach out to their small business offices, to their omnis, that kind of thing. In many ways, sometimes they could act like a hybrid between commercial and between government. And this particular one is a quasi-government agency. Um, And so, went to their small business day. Magic Johnson was there.
0: Okay. That's going to tell you something. Magic be at all of these events the all the national minority events he is i see him at every one of these events this was like he's, he's been
1: at like dod events um yeah. from what i've seen too there's like 50 people 50
2: business owners we all sitting there in our best fresh shiny you know got my shoes polished fresh face everything yes ma'am nice to meet y'all how you doing like i need to get to know this agency right because it was a, a, like a match a matchmaker that I only had 10 minutes to tell them about myself. And I only got 10 minutes because nobody else sat down at this agency's table. Otherwise it was 90 seconds, Mm. right? So they ended up inviting me. Oh, and then I I, I saw them there. I saw them at another local regional conference here in Miami, and then I got the invite for June. So March, April, June, I got the invite. Perfect. I
1: think, I think that that people don't understand the amount of work and labor hours that it takes to actually foster a relationship with an agency. Uh, and all of these were flights and hotels.
2: Flights, none of this is local. Flights and hotels.
1: Say it again for the people. Say it again. Lights and hotels and you're not you're not reimbursed so i i had a call with a client reimbursed from n- by my own company you, not <laughs> this. you no. pay for this at like you know shooting for the stars so i think you know one of the hardest parts for people to really understand is the investment that it takes and the time you invest money and time right yes and the money that you invest is paying for the conferences, paying to, uh, you know, stay at the hotels, get the flight. And then the time is, I was telling somebody, I responded to an RFI last year, de- December. The RFP just came out a week ago, right? And then I saw the same agency put out a notice for similar services that they're awarding to another, you know, prime. And I'm putting two and two together. I'm like, wait, this prime does exactly what I submitted this RFI for. And I wanna get on this contract. I'm gonna reach out. Like it takes, it took a year to even get to the point where you're like, but when that, R, that RFI came out, right? It was who can respond. By the time the RFP came out, it was only women owned small businesses are allowed to respond, right? We're set aside because now only like I responded because
2: mm-hmm. the, the rule of two, the rule of two. If two of us respond, then it's meant for us. i like, like, you,
1: know. two. you only, need, you only two. need two people. And I know another person there. Well. So I was on the top is like, yes. this is
2: us. This is us. This is us. This is us. If, you know, I'm like this is today. very biblical, by the way. Uh, I see t- your t-shirt and uh, if two or more are gathered, I am among you.
1: Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if two or more are gathered, I am among you. Yes, the relative. My question for you is what is the hardest part about stay? I see the the challenge of getting into the business of government contracting, right? The financial investment, the time investment, the level of patience necessary, it is hard. But the biggest thing is what's the hardest part about staying in business?
2: Knowing when to take the risk and when you need to bring more people on right and so
0: can you say that one more time because
2: knowing when to take the risk and when to bring more people on there are and this is what I'll tell you and so I knew I needed to travel and spend money because that woman I heard up on stage she said she traveled for 18 months her business partner and she found she was I found a woman who was also looking at the same agencies but was not a competitor to mine and she goes we share rooms right and I've shared many a room in the beginning, right? And so with friends that I've met along the way. And she said it took about 18 months to a year. She goes, but she went into milk and honey season one year, uh, which is that fourth quarter of the fiscal year, milk and honey season. Uh, and <laughs> you got a copy I like
0: that, me. milk and honey season. Let me go ahead and put that. that
1: was your... Biblical, <laughs> yes. Right after crossing the Red Sea, arriving to the land, she said, "The milk, milk and honey season." We got another
2: biblical reference that got me through the pandemic. I, I'll bring that in. And I'm not—I
1: yes.
2: would say I'm not somebody who's always—I don't proselytize, but I do have deep faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so deep faith can carry you places that your skills will not. Praise um, God. and so what I will say to you is, she said that milk and honey. She didn't call it and okay, Honey, but that's my term for it. Um, she said that August, she had to hire 25 engineers. Wow. She was she went from zero to nothing in contract awards because they had to spend the rest of that fiscal year. And she'd been talking to these people. They got to know her company. She subbed for a few people and she got some primes, right? And she goes, I went from being in my garage with me and my husband and one other friend working for the company is an engineering firm, to have them to hire 25 engineers in one month.
0: That's insane. Right? We always say one contract can lit- literally change your life.
2: Yes. And so for me, knowing when, I thought I knew how to search and I took classes, and I had great mentors that taught me how to kind of hack and understand the system. It, a lot, Most of it went over my head. Let's talk about 99% of it went over my head in every class that I went to in the beginning. And you should expect that um, because you actually have to live it in order to, to learn it. But I thought I was like, I was like, okay, I search every day. I got the cartier. No, I hired a capture pipeline company. To, I hired a company to build out my capture pipeline this last or year. Or
0: government contracting That's
2: specifically? That's all they do she's looking they're telling me like this oh this mac is coming out you can get on that this hcat is coming out you need to go to this meeting and literally we have a meeting every week my pipeline is in a shared document and they add stuff and every time something comes out in sam.gov they send me an email and then also add it to the pipeline and then we meet every friday and they say which what do you respond to that we put in here this you need to do this rfi hey by the way this these are other people that you could partner with we've identified other people that you could go in with and do a teaming agreement or a
1: joint arrangement that that is that is the answer to it all that's the business continuity it's the business that i didn't have time to do
2: correct i can't look respond and execute at the same time as a small business And so I had to decide. And so they were giving me so much stuff that I was like, I need to hire somebody who can write and write well, give them my library of responses and they can edit and cut and paste. And so that's another change I made this year. Um, And so then literally for me, it became the edit and the final stage um, of the response and the pricing is the part that I literally still do. But other people on the team now, like my project manager does the RFI responses now. And I'll, you know, she's like, should we respond to this one? I'm like, yeah, kind of take this from this last one, this paragraph from this one and keep moving it forward. And so just really understanding that pipeline and capture is probably the biggest piece. Mm-hmm. Um, people think winning is the biggest piece. It doesn't help that if you're seeing it when it's on the street.
1: Yep. That, that I think we've talked about that, Ebony, on Clubhouse many times. We're like, by the time you see it on SAM.gov, hundreds of hands have already molded it to see what you're seeing. So mm-hmm. like now that the RFP is out, if a new business is coming in to respond to it, I've already been talking to this agency since last year, and you're just now about to type up. But I've already talked to... Bruce, and I've already talked to such and such, and I've already talked to the other primes, right? So, yeah, that building the business continuity, I feel like that's prime time in staying in business, especially from a federal contracting standpoint. And
2: that's the piece I didn't, I honestly did not
1: know. Like, people, were like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling shy. I
2: got application anxiety. All the things, all the reasons that you are all who are listening have, I had them too. And then at some point, you're going to decide that you need to pay FPL, Florida Power and Light. And um, you're going to get over yourself and submit, right? Yep. You're going to get over yourself and go ahead and submit and talk to somebody and spend time at those matchmakers and do the follow-up. Look, I'll send a note about one workshop that I just developed to a program manager or contracted officer. Not because it's groundbreaking, but it's a reason for me to email you this month. Hello, remember I'm I'm
0: still over here on the sidelines. Whenever you get yeah. ready.
2: We here, we ready. Let me know. Don't forget. Right? About me. Yeah, exactly. It's just a reason. But I also do that in the commercial space for supplier diversity. You know, I'm a diverse supplier. I have certificates. You know, we certified. I'm quadruple certified. And so I remind the folks that, you know, we over here. I saw y'all issued a press release in June of 2020 that y'all supporting Black owned businesses. As Black, and I'm this-
0: Black, <laughs> and I'm in your
2: database. I ain't see no support.
0: What a support! I- Look, what a love it! <laughs> and it's a song. or song.
2: Yeah, like give me a like. At least show me the RFP. You don't have to give it to me, but at least let me know this on the street. Especially on the commercial side, right? Yeah, because you can't search for those. No, let me know that it's on the street and invite me to participate. Mm -hmm. By the way, you can win business and not win the RFP.
0: Mm.
2: You know how many times that's happened to me this year? And I was the cheapest, by the way. The cheapest. By, like, almost seven figures. Wow. Stop. Didn't get it. But they were like, "Uh, we enjoyed your response couple of things we realized, we should have told you, we don't really like, um, you wrote like a paper. We don't like papers. Yeah. We like PowerPoint. Mm. Uh, I was like, did y'all put that in the RFP just for commercial? At all? No, was not in the RFP. They're like, we realized that was our far, our bad, but we have two other projects we can give to you outside of this RFP. So we're going to give you a PO right now. Mm. Thank you for putting this together. Um, we do want to work with you. And they were referred by one of their primes to me, who was like one of the big... Consulting agencies said, okay. "Oh, this is a small that we work with. You should work with them too we, if you want to expand your vendor database, right?" So I was referred by a big prime they trusted, and they've since given me business. And like, we have stuff for you in 2022. We now see how you think in the work that you do. So sometimes you can um, lose and learn. You either win or you learn. By the way, this is something that I know. Um, let me know if I'm going off on a show. But one of the things I want people to understand is I ask for a debrief even when I win. Exactly. Not just when you lose, even when you win. I just got a, a Prime Award over the summer. And I the first thing I asked them was, watch out pick me. Mm-hmm. Did lots of people apply? They were like, oh, like 20 companies. You're the only one that had an an accredited program. Mm. Who could tell a decent to, to tell us a story we believed about how you were going to execute the program for us
1: wow
0: i like that even though i never question it honestly like why you pick me it's a good point because you can use that as your advantage to go after the next one it doesn't make sense until you hear it from somebody y'all i promise I- <laughs> I want like literally i was
2: like what part because you know i took all the classes you know, white glove, red glove, blue hat, purple hat. I took their classes. And then I made the decision I was going to sort of follow it, but just follow the RFI or the RFP the way it was written and respond in the technical way. And then say, "I under, the offer understands blah, blah, blah. This is what you want. This is our experience with this. This is where we've had great customer satis- great customer satisfaction in the execution of this. This is how we would approach this for you, right? It won them over. And I was under the page woman.
0: That's a good one that page limit I think people don't realize there are definitely page limits in terms of when you can respond how you respond to these things and you we had someone on the podcast to speak about you know writing proposals so if you missed that episode definitely go back and listen to it but she talks exactly you know to the point of what you were saying following that RFP to the exact you know word you know what I'm saying so definitely a good point to uh layouts, two more questions that I want to ask before we end up closing this interview out. And one of them is how many prime contracts do you have currently? Mm -hmm. How many subcontracts is actually a three part question. So uh, how many subcontracts do you have currently? and um, that required you to be certified. So it was actually two, cause I wanted to talk about certifications. I always try to throw that in the conversation. Okay. So um, those two. All
2: right. Um, I only got my first prime last December. Actually last June, I got my state multi-year. Um, and then I got my first federal multi-year a few months later. Um, this year I've been awarded three additional crimes. And then, so I'm at five, no i have seven seven. because i I have some local right and so this is what i'll say it took relationship building relationship building i met them all at an expo floor Mm. right At
0: where expo
2: at an expo like it was like a minority supplier diversity event it was so the, my first prime at the federal level, that's the, the matchmaker event that I went to. And it was um, WeBank certified. It was at a WeBank conference, right? And then I saw them at two more WeBank events and I went over and said, hi, hi, do you remember me? We talked in blah, blah, blah city. Yeah, of course we remember you. We're inviting you to our small business day. Awesome. I saw other people on the same team. Hey, met Bob at your uh, event in, uh, at the booth you know, in Tampa. Wanted to let you know, here we are again in Baltimore together. Wanted to say, come by and say hi, hope you're doing well. Went to NMSDC conference, saw them again, because it's the same people at the same booths for all the certifications. Um, and so I'll tell you one tip one of my friends said. So I have, uh, I'm an MBE, which is Minority Business Enterprise Certified I'm a WBE and a WOSB through um, the Women's Business Enterprise Network Council. Uh, I am certified through my local uh, county as well and also certified through my county school board. So that happens. I typically only sub for um, my people in my network because we use each other as subs a lot um and so it's whenever they need me they'll be like oh i put you on i'm like, okay good put me on right put me on what you need he's like i got your course catalog i got all these things i'm putting you on here i just met with so and so um one two people in my network are eight a's now and just started and so he's an sdbos the eight a right um some some of my clients that are government contractors that i work with are also all of those things as well edwsb 8a stv zone um yeah they have all five like one of my clients has all of the set-asides right with clearance she's
0: just doing the most at this point know yeah.
2: but
1: it's, you know what it's <laughs> they are spot on so like not until a couple months ago, I mean, I talked about partnership, 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 but not until a couple months ago where literally, actually, let's just say this, last week, I partnered, I subbed under, under two of my mentees on my mentorship program. I was a sub, right? She needed the qualifications. She needed the experience that I had had in the medical space um in terms of you know with city uh and state contracts i had the experience i threw it on there and you know we're gonna see but at the end of the day building the network where multiple strong companies come together that's what builds the Lidos. that's what built the deloitte that's what built the kpmgs right those are the top ballers in the game when we look at government contracting. So I think it's important that people understand when you hear people talking about government contracting, a huge chunk of it is partnership, networking, relationship building. I've made more money shaking hands and kissing babies than I have sitting behind a computer.
2: Yes. And so, and, and it's harder during COVID. We all recognize that. They still have matchmakers though. You yep. still... And by the way, there's some agencies that never stop meeting in person. Those defense agencies, um, they, they don't care. <laughs> Look, Redstone Arsenal's like, you can show your ass up because we going to be here in person because we still defend this country in person. Um, and so, you know, all of their events are still in person at, at Huntsville. By the way, for the people listening, you need to really don't think about. I think there's a loving marriage Huntsville. There's a where all those people are getting their money from is the fact that that's where Army procurement is, and so don't sleep on Huntsville, Alabama. I'm here to tell you, Huntsville, Alabama. Don't sleep on Huntsville, Alabama, uh, where you can find black women you never heard of that got a three thousand person company. You be like,
1: what you do? Oh.
2: National 8 Conference is in Orlando. You don't need to be 8 to certified to go. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, I went to the first one and I was not 8 i so I'm not an 8A, but I'm here to network. How y'all doing? I can say at a Gaylord as quick and as easy as anybody else. They will let anybody buy a conference ticket, make a hotel reservation under the room block, go show up and listen to other people's stories. That's where I've gleaned some of my path. Um, I would say, you know, for me, those are the things that I, I have found to be important. By the way, shocked in my DMs. Oh, I target agencies. I tend to know which three agencies I would like to have, and so I'm not responding to everything unless I know that that agency gives like 55% of their budget to small business. The Department of Interior. Gosh, look at the Department of Interior. 55% of their budget. A lot of the agencies that I'm partner that I that are on my initial target list do more than 25% with small business. When they are going above the set aside, then I know they're serious. NRC, there's a bunch of them out there. And so I submit RFIs, I write the white papers. When I say I, like I have an editor that writes with me. I know that I wanna join um, a, a certain community so I can get behind a certain shield inside government contracting where they have the good big opportunities, the juicy ones that last for like 10, 20 years. I wanna be in that crowd. Um, Sh- shakia is smiling she knows what i'm talking about
0: i want to be there too with you <laughs> okay us
2: i targeted one of the agencies one nobody i had never heard i was like what they do I, I know i don't know them i don't know them but i'm gonna go to this matchmaker and talk to dude and i followed up we did two or three more meetings he said are you willing to sub i said i am he goes understand that you not having this clearance is not your problem it's our problem we can solve that for you right and um one of the big dogs just reached out to me we're going in on a response together
0: because they got to meet
2: the set aside targets
0: they got to meet the goals they are required y'all all All y'all gotta do is be show up show up and so he was like hi I see that
2: you do this. The agency told me that you're interested in being a sub. I'm four meetings in on Zoom with this agency. Just saying hi, touching base. Every time there's a matchmaker, I sign up for them to see me again. Digital, this is all by Zoom. And then they're like, "We we know that this opportunity is coming out. We're vetting our subs, our small business subs wanted to i'm going i've gone through the NDA process right now and so we're going to work on the response together one of the big people that the people that when shakia and her when you posted the list of people 100
0: yes 100 federal contractors they're on there page one two or three Now i'm just playing page two
1: (laughs) and so i i I asked 20 I asked friends who
2: are, you know, long in the game, they bought the age out of 8A and things like that. So, have you worked with this age have you worked with this firm at this agency? Yes, and she goes, I will walk you through the things that you should think about when you partner with them. Mm. And she goes, you she goes, be very really clear on what you want, what you can provide and stay in scope for what they because they will try to drag you into all kinds of scopes stay in scope for the things Absolutely. that they brought you in for and just kind of understanding that and so that would for me has been helpful um it's not an overnight story it does take perseverance it does take an investment of time energy frustration learning um but you know For me, it's a hedge. I came out of risk management and hedging on the trading side of the business, and I knew we would go into a recession because we go into one and go into every presidential election year. And so I just nobody expected COVID. This is a black swan of it. And so the hedge for my business is what percentage of my company do I always want to have in government contracting so that I know I have some steady mailbox money coming in? Right. And some people, this is their business. Like, I have a couple friends that I've met along the way. They have eight-figure companies. She only got one agency. And she's not even a prime. She is sub. Subbing for page one.
0: Let me tell y'all, I posted that, like, three days ago. Y'all need to go look at it right now. Now. Oh, it's Subbing for real. page one.
2: Subbing for page one. Went Growing at 500-some percent a year. Cause they not meeting one of the set aside. She's like, I'm literally the only sub that has these two of these, and so they're like, we need you to meet our um, our hub zone requirement.
0: I gotta move my company. Just
2: I'm moving
1: by. It. Listen, by today, Ebony, a few a few primes on that on that post is gonna get a couple emails like, hey, how are you? <laughs> Do y'all know me? I can let you know me guess what certifications I have and I just, and I just got the dbe I we just did a, a, a put in a solicitation where I think I'm the only prime that has the DBE and the contract requires DBE so I am the only one that fulfilled it hundred percent and I bought subs that had DBE I was like baby just gone and put me onto this contract. It'll yes a- <laughs> and we're
2: giving you these, these examples i don't we don't want you I, I don't want you to think it's that easy it isn't right. but literally sometimes that is the way it is and i know for my one of my local ones i was in and oh join all the cohorts all the free stuff um but also you're going to need to pay some things whether it's paying for the airline ticket the conference the whatever you'll you this is an investment it will have a return um but stay i was
0: consistent
2: stay consistent I joined a program. I was asked to join a program by one of my local um, OEO offices around procurement and I got to meet more more people. Sometimes I join programs not because I don't know what the program is going to do because I'm not just starting out. I started learning in 2018, but really I'm just there to see if I can find other people I can partner with. So I will attend for six weeks for two hours a week and smile and listen and don't say anything. Don't be the smartest person in the room. Be the greatest listener in the room and figure out and so what you just said chris lee this guy he goes hey by the way there's only two of us on the vendor list that can do this and the other guy is swamped and so all those crimes he goes when i went to the pre-rfp build meeting literally i'm the only subcontractor that could help them get it so everybody had to list me as a sub
1: And on that note, um, Shakia, if you want to check, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. Because that snatch is sold. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I pray that everybody reaches the land of milk and honey and abundance. Yes. Everybody. Oh, my last quick story, the Joshua report. Okay. I
2: promise y'all I'm not super religious. But <laughs> I was down during COVID. I was down during COVID and um Felicia Butterfield Jones, I follow her on Instagram. You should have Instagram just for inspiration. You can have the ones with the stupid TikTok, but you should have an Instagram that you just don't post on, but you're there to follow other people that can inspire you. And that's the one you should do and scroll on. Get off the TikTok one, only the people that are putting inspiring content in. She was doing all these quick little conversations with people in her network during the lockdown, starting in like April, uh, March, April, she does them on Fridays. So I heard the same biblical story from her and then from my pastor at a digital church on Sunday. And I was like, oh, I need to know about Joshua and Caleb. And so speaking of the Exodus story, the story of the 12 spies, Moses sent 12 spies out, one from each tribe, and 10 came back and said, doom and gloom. Two came back and said, this is the land of milk and honey, Joshua and Caleb. After I heard on Friday night on Felicia's talk, and then I heard again from my own pastor, from the Deuteronomy version on Sunday, I was like, I need a whole new life on Joshua. And I started keeping the Joshua report because you, you will get nuggets along the way. It's never gonna come as a neon sign, it's always a breadcrumb that you need to follow, pick up, and keep going. You didn't have to write it down and make it plain, Habakkuk 2, so the heralds can read it and understand so that you can connect the dots. And so when you're feeling down, ask yourself, do you have a Joshua report that you and Caleb can share? And that, I, I would say that's that's my last one. I'm going to be quiet now. But that, I feel like I'm
0: in service over here today.
1: I, I'm going to pass. Let's all get the collection basket. <laughs> the Everybody just pass no, it. I love that. You were doing that. That is, I'm. I'm actually gonna write that on my wall. That is the necessity. And it's funny, the last um, sermon that I was, I posted about it on my Instagram. Um, it said it was my uncle-in-law. He said, "Dreams are the mountain peak of vision. Claim it to get into the promised land." So definitely, God, keep dreaming, but keep planning and being strategic. You got to cross the Red Sea, you got to cross the desert, you got to get through some things in order to get to that real land of milk and honey. So Shakia, why don't you sign us out?
0: Yeah, this was a good one. We didn't even have time for questions at this point, but thank you so much Ebony for stopping in and, you know, sharing some wisdom with us. And also just reminding us to focus, but I love the fact, one thing that, you know, this podcast was very, this episode was very um, focused around spirituality and, you know, tabbing, you know, religion and things like that. So I... I, I appreciate that because that's something that has been, you know, on my mind as well recently. Even with the post, I said, if I could just touch the hem of these companies' garments, like, <laughs> just the hem. But that, that has been, like, heavy on my heart uh, recently as well. But, you know, in the meantime, let people know how they can follow you. How they can keep up with your journey um are you on instagram linkedin let the people know how to get in touch with you
2: well linkedin is probably the best ebony smith coach um is the one and then my company instagram is ebonem equation coaching and don't we do worry po-
0: y'all oh, I, I post, post every about- day I'm dropping- okay i'm gonna drop it in the chat but she posts every single day every single day but that's it chrissy you got anything you want to add
1: no i say go be great y'all dream hard be strategic and i can't wait to hear everybody's stories and build partnerships build relationships that's the key
0: yes all right peace y'all we'll see y'all next season this is the last episode um in the meantime, run these episodes up. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Share it with your friends. Share it with your mommy, your cousin, your auntie on holiday around Christmas time. Look, let this be their Christmas gift, stepping into a new season. Okay. All right. I'm I'm Let's <laughs>